Hello, Cryptonauts. Today we're reporting for November 15th, 2020. On today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. But first, I want to let you know that there is a donation wallet available for uh, for me for improving this podcast. I just bought a new microphone. Um, still trying to buy a couple more extra things to uh, improve this, this, this podcast. So uh, if you want... You can donate directly to me using simply blockchainjohn.crypto. Once again, that's blockchainjohn.crypto. All right. Um, also, I've created a new token for cryptocurrency chat for anyone that wants to uh, participate in the podcast. I donate tokens as, as a gift for being part of the podcast. Also, I created a, an IPFS game demo that you can try out. Is called Run Satoshi Run. Basically, I quickly made the game just to show people that it is possible to create a decentralized game that plays very well on IPFS. So if you want to check it out, you can head over to the Discord uh, channel or just send me a message, Discord or Anchor, and I'll send you a link. So with that said, let's get started with your uh, episode. Here we go. Alright, Cryptonauts, first reminder, we do have a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat in, which I will leave a link in the description below. If you're interested in collaborating with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that Discord app or through the Anchor app. Uh, before we get started, I just want to give a little shout out. I haven't even loaded this up yet. Hold on a second. Give a shout out to all the countries around the world listening to this podcast. So let's do that real, really quick, starting off with the United States. Thank you. Australia. Thank you. Ireland. Thank you. United Kingdom. Thank you. Canada. Thank you. Finland. Thank you. India. Thank you. France. Thank you. Singapore. Thank you. South Korea. Thank you. Netherlands. Thank you. Indonesia. Thank you. Spain. Thank you. New Zealand. Thank you. Germany. Thank you. Portugal. Thank you. Uh, Philippines. Thank you. Norway. Thank you. Chile. Thank you. Argentina, thank you. Turkey, thank you. Romania, thank you. Denmark, thank you. Italy, thank you. South Africa, thank you. Switzerland, thank you. Belgium, thank you. Taiwan, thank you. Mexico, thank you. United Arab Emirates, thank you. Australia, thank you. Japan, thank you. Vietnam, thank you. Czech Republic, Thank you. Bulgaria. Thank you. Dominican Republic. Thank you. Thailand. Thank you. Israel. Thank you. Costa Rica. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Alright. So that is... That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That is awesome. I, I love that this is a hobby of mine and I have all these people all around the world, all these different countries listening to this podcast. So... Once again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, let's get started with what are we doing today? Top 10 largest gainers and losers in crypto. Starting off with uh, top 10 top gainers. Starting off with Blipcoin with a 7,624.5% gain. Second place, Vero's with 334.6% gain. Up firing with 200.8% gain. Fourth place, Gleekcoin with 166.4% gain, 
Fifth place, Valobit with 137.3% gain. Sixth place, uh, what is that? Pick Piction Network with 124.3% gain. Seventh place, Dynamic Set Dollar with 112.3% gain. Eighth place, Keba Coin with 102.8% gain. Ninth place, Steam Dollar with 96.4% gain. And tenth place, 3x Long Sushi Token with 90.8% gain. Alright, top losers. First place, Bitcoin X with 86.1% loss. Second place, JSB Foundation with 83.8% loss. Third place, Basis Cash with 81.5% loss. Fourth place, Basis Share with 80.8% loss. And fifth place, Salmon with 79% loss. Sixth place, Mavro with 75.2% loss. Seventh place, 3x short sushi token with 60.9% loss. Eighth place, Axia with 60.7% loss. Ninth place, Neuromorphic.io with 57.5% loss. And tenth place, Planet with 47% loss. All right, that is your top gainers, top losers, top 10. Largest gainers and losers in crypto. Your overall total market cap is at 560.8%. What did I say? <laughs> no, correction. Your overall total market cap is at $560.8 billion with a 4.3% loss. All right, there we go. All right, let's get started with your crypto news of the day. All right, Cryptonauts, next reminder, we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news as well as CoinGecko.com to get our daily stats. Uh, let's see, make sure you collect your daily candies, which I already did. With that said, let's get started with your first news coming in from Ekin Junk. Bitcoin Cash crashes as hard fork goes live. The Bitcoin Cash blockchain today split into two. Traders grappling for the, for the uncertainty of the future of the network pulled the price of Bitcoin Cash price down from $255 to $240, a 5% decrease in the past 24 hours. The hard fork follows a major disagreement between, the, between two BCH clients, Bitcoin Cash ABC and Bitcoin Cash Node, after BCHA put forward the infrastructure funding plan, IFP, a scheme that would levy an 8% tax on miners' profits and rechannel the funds towards the network's development. The proposal remains largely unpopular among users of BCH who fear diminishing profits and fret that it would dash the community's decentralized spirit. Most major companies expect nose disruption and signal they are ready to accommodate the changes, but many, such as Coinbase, announced a temporary pause in deposits and withdrawals of BCH. Meanwhile, in the hours leading up to the hard fork, Bitcoin and Ethereum hit record highs in realized prices. Awesome. Okay, next news written by Ekin Junk. Bitcoin hits highest realized price in history. Bitcoin's realized price today hit an all-time high, while Ethereum's realized price hit a 22-month high. Bitcoin's realized price hit an, an 80 an all-time high of 6,900. What? Bitcoin's realized price hit an all-time high of 6,903 dollars, as per calculations from firm from Glassnode, a crypto analytics firm. Bitcoin's previous 
ATH realized price was in early August when it hit $6,000 as the supply became more evenly distributed among holders. Glassnode also reports Ethereum's realized price hit a 22-month high of $257 up from $257 recorded on November 14, 2020. It's the same thing. $257 up from $257. Okay. Meanwhile, the current price of Bitcoin today reached $16,000, an increase of 1.26% over the last 24 hours. Ethereum's price barely moved. Its price is currently $456 and 0.06% increase in the same period of time. <clears throat> Realized price distinct from the current price derives from an alternative metric of realized capitalization originally proposed by coin metrics a crypto data firm realized capitalizations cal- calculates the total value of the bitcoin network taking in- into account the uh, multiplied sum of all bitcoin by the last recorded time of trade the idea is to exclude from all the calculations of all the bitcoins that's collecting dust and long abandoned wallets Yes, I'm sure I have a few of them out there as well. The time-sensitive aspect of realized capitalization is meant to provide a more reliable picture of the overall network by discounting out-of-circulation Bitcoins. Coinciding with the record highs in a development in Bitcoin Cash, the sixth largest cryptocurrency by actual market cap, the Bitcoin Cash blockchain underwent a highly controversial hard fork today. The hard fork remains largely unpopular among the users of Bitcoin Cash due to its contentious plans to levy an 8% tax on miners' profits, a move decried by opponents as anti-heterical by the community's decentralized ethos. In in the immediate aftermath of the hard fork, Bitcoin's cash price went from $255 to $240, a 5% decrease in the past 24 hours. Alright, next news written by, let's see. Matthew D. Salvo, Bitcoin-loving senator-elect, praises crypto as a store of value. Republican senator-elect for Wyoming and Bitcoin's friendliest politician, Cynthia Lumens, this week spoke on U.S. national television to preach the wonders of the biggest cryptocurrency. During a Friday's interview with Good Morning America, Lumens, who first brought Bitcoin back in 2000, Bitcoin back in 2013 said the asset was going to be an important player and store of value for a long time to come. Quote, I do hope to bring Bitcoin into the national conversation, she said. I'm a former state treasurer and I invested our state's permanent funds, so I was always looking for a good store of value and Bitcoin fits that bill. 21 million Bitcoin will be mined and that's it. It is a finite supply, she, she added. Lumens, a close ally of President Trump, first bought Bitcoin in, back in 2013 when it was worth just over $300. She said she got her hands on the cryptocurrency thanks to her son-in-law, who is the chief product officer of crypto financial services firm Unchained Capital. Quote, I bought my first Bitcoin in 2013 because I believe in the economic power of scarcity and the potential for Bitcoin to address some of the manipulation in our financial system, she told the Wyoming blockchain stampede in September. Her remarks on Good Morning America were lapped up by the crypto community on Twitter. Tyler Winklevoss retweeted the clip and wrote, Watch U.S. Senator Cynthia Lumens extol the virtues of Bitcoin as a store of value. While Brecky Von Bitcoin, the creative director for savings app Swan Bitcoin, said, 
Moreover, terrorists, drug dealers, and money launderers, there's a new narrative in town. When asked about President Trump's refusal to accept defeat and and electoral fraud, Lumens told viewers that a recount was necessary and that President Trump should not concede. The integrity of this election needs to be verified, she said. Trump's argument depends on claims of electoral fraud. These are widely dismissed. Alright, next news. Written by Shuao Kong. Beaverine, away at the Conflux Network, a Chinese blockchain attempt to fix Ethereum. It was on a cold, snowing day in January 2020 when your correspondent first visited Conflux Network's office in China. Situated in the heart of Beijing's technology zone, Conflux office is known for having its mascot, Confi, a blue beaver cartoon character displayed everywhere. Conflux is a layer one public blockchain that claims to solve what its founders say is Ethereum's trilemma, security, scalability, and decentralization. It does this via a so-called tree graph consensus mechanism. At its core, Conflux wants to incentivize parallel block generations which increase throughput and unify the data through a tree graph structure before settling the final transaction on the main blockchain. It's a different paradigm compared to the more common uh, sharding state channel and layer 2 approach. When I visited the company, when I visited, the company was busy developing its mainnet while making a series of announcements with uh, provincial governments. Now, 10 months later, with its mainnet having recently launched, I virtually sat down with Fan Long, Kongflux co-founder and a professor at the University of Toronto's Computer Science Department to discuss his company's positioning in an, in an increasingly competitive public blockchain landscape. Let's see, Made in Yao's class. This year has seen many... Pro- ooh, 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 ooh. Hold on a second. Cancel it. What happened? Wrong button. This year has seen many promising layer one protocols either go live or make serious progress, including Polkadot, Zero X, Matcha, Near, and now Conflux. Each protocol is marketing its own competitive advantage. For Conflux, its message has always centered on having been incubated by the Yao's class. Professor Andrew Yao is a recipient of the prestigious Turing Award and is the Dean of Institute for Interdisciplinary Information Sciences at at Tsinghua University, one of the more elite Chinese tech schools, it recruits a highly selective few thousand of the 10 million students who participate in China's college entrance exam. Okay, let's see. Play a different game and focus on being compliant and being Ethereum's layer two. Perhaps long is. Also aware that developing real-world blockchain use cases could be a long march. The Conflux team instead wants to provide a Conflux-powered infrastructure that allows assets to flow between public blockchains. We are watching Ethereum very closely and looking to onboard applications that are handicapped by the transaction fee on it. Long said, we've also built a cross-chain bridge shuttle flow so users can map their BTC and ETH asset one for one. To the complex network making complex functions almost like a layer 2 solution of ethereum by building the cross-chain bridge complex can tap into ethereum one of these assets become fluid they can they can enter the complex ecosystem and be used for the DeFi games that ethereum is so good at uh-huh all right let's 
Alright, cool. Next news. <clears throat> Written by Matt Husey. Filecoin talks launch and future plans. The flow of the world's information has never been controlled by so few. Giant tech companies such as Google, Amazon, and Microsoft have become gatekeepers for the world's information. Even in blockchain, centralized cloud services like Amazon Web Services power the overwhelmingly majority of Web3's architecture. But with the launch of Filecoin, the decentralized file sharing services, there's now a genuine alternative. Filecoin's promise is to allow anyone at, uh, across the globe to rent out hard drive space to anyone else and earn tokens for their trouble. Filecoin really brings for the first time the ability to have a large-scale application to be fully Web 3.0 native so you can do things like video streaming or entire social networking. Those kind of applications are now possible in Web 3.0 environments, says Protocol Lab CEO Juan Bennett. You're invited to, to an exclusive online discussion on November 19, 2020 with Filecoin's team about the project's launch, its roadmap, and what the future might hold for the decentralized file sharing network. Speakers around uh, at the Around Campfire include Juan Bennett, CEO of Filecoin, Josh Quitner, Editorial Director of Decrypt, Angie Lau, CEO of Forecast News Staff, uh, Paul Schwang, Schwang, Director of Technology Innovations, Knight Foundation, Molly Mac. McKinley, Senior Product Manager, Filecoin. Cool. All right. Next news. Last news of the day. Written by Ekin Junk. Belarus launches Belarus Belarus launches crypto exchange as tech industry collapses. The state-owned bank of Belarus, Europe's most author- authoritarian country, but equally one of the most friendliest towards cryptocurrencies, this week launched a cryptocurrency exchange per local media outlet Prime Press. The exchange, a partnership between Belarus Bank and White Bird, a local cryptocurrency firm, lets Belarians and Russians buy Bitcoin with a Visa payment card. The launch is the latest signal that the Belarusians government welcomes crypto, but whereas the governments once used crypto to charm tech workers to the country two years ago, unrest in the post-Soviet nation may drown out its open for business messages messaging. Belarus's crypto play started in 2018 when the government legalized cryptocurrency trading and granted tax exemption to individuals and businesses. It was part of a virtual uh, of a viral marketing campaign to entice tech companies to set up shop in the country where they promised that it would leave them alone with much success. In 2019, the latest year of statistics, Belarus had 1,500 tech companies accounting for 5.7% of the Belarusian's GDP and 50% of its growth last year. However, many tech workers fled the nation after violent protests broke out this summer when Alexander Lu. Lukashenko, Belarus's president, sought a sixth term in office. Lukashenko was secretly sworn in late September. Protests continue. There are now reports of most software companies moving their operations to Russia, and with that, many engineers relocating to either Russia, Ukraine, or the Baltic states. Flippant, flippant, Philip, Philip, Philip Ram, Rambusik. A London-based pol- uh, political analyst of East Eastern Europe told Decrypt, PandaDoc, a large documentation automation firm, has four of its managers in Minsk, in Minsk jailed 
for supporting the protest. Later, the company conducted an internal survey and found that 8 out eight in 10 of its employees, many Belarusians, simply wanted to leave the country. The office has now relocated to Ukraine. Wow. The protest and the government's brutal response to them knocked out the country's tech industry. Many of the tech sector workers, generally sympathetic to the anti Lukashenko's movement, are now gone. The software industry is the only sector that has actually prospered under Lukashenko and is now and it's now collapsed. Rambusek told Decrypt. Tech has become the country's major export. Last year, its tech industry was worth $2 billion. Joe Mooney, a Russian and former Soviet Union analyst at the London-based corporate investigations firm CNF Partners, told Decrypt, tech is the only industry in Belarus that is largely left alone by the government and that it prospered as a result. In August, more than 2,500 tech CEOs, developers, and investigators signed a petition in support of the protesters and raised alarm bells about the future of tech in the country. Muni said, The state's partnership in this venture may indicate plans to increasingly interfere in the sector of the economy in light of tech businesses. Support for recent protests, but also an awareness that the country's economic development depends on the growth and innovation in this area. Charming them back with crypto might not work anymore. Ooh. Wah, wah, wah. All right, cryptonauts, we are done for today. So, with that said, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios. Adios.